In today's episode, you are going to meet Sean. She is kind of new on her self-care journey, which I absolutely love because that means that she started. So that's something that if you are listening now and you realize that, man, I just haven't started my self-care journey at all. Look, this is the episode for you because she talks about how difficult um, it could be to start your self-care journey and the things that she is doing now to continue on that self-care journey. So it's an important thing to, to do, to listen, so that you can find out what she is doing and maybe take a bit and piece of it because you know no self-care journey no self-care regimen is one size fits all but we do talk about uh, a routine and how you can have a routine but not feel guilty if you do not fulfill that routine to a t as you believe that it should happen so Let's listen in to Sean and learn from her story. Welcome to Common Confectionery. This podcast is for chronically ill women who want to strike a balance between managing their physical and mental health with caring for their everyday responsibilities. Join me, your host, Janina Hamilton, to learn more from my story and the stories of other women just like you to see how to prioritize you without feeling guilty. So today we have with us Miss Sean Every, who I have just recently come into contact with, and I guess in the last month or so, and I have loved every moment I've been able to spend with you online. We live so far away, but I have really enjoyed getting to know you. So let's just get started. Tell us about your chronic illness journey, when it started, how it's going, those things. Okay, so... Um, thank you so much for having me. Oh, sure. And um, I I want to start off by reading something that, like, I put into words my journey, like what it's like a day in the life of a person with chronic illness, specifically fibromyalgia, chronic okay. fatigue syndrome. Okay, okay, I love this. Yeah. All right. So it says pain that moves around your body it picks a spot and you hold your breath till it passes and then it will just move to another spot Mm. you fight to pretend that you are not hurting and you try not to cry out or just cry you feel tired but you cannot sleep only a version of sleep where you hear everything and you become adrenaline charged wide awake. Heart pounding and exhausted, you go back down if you can at all. Your finger and toe tips sometimes go numb and you cannot stand being cold. Your muscles knot and twist and you try to relax and not not tense up because an excruciating headache might be next. You have bouts of depression, and I personally run away in music or fantasy to cope a lot. You can't talk right all the time, and you struggle to think clearly 
and focus. So that's enough for now. Just a little bit about my life with fibromyalgia. Wow. That is an embodiment right there. <laughs> yes. That, absolutely relatable. So this is something that um, plagued me. It started um, about 15 years ago mm-hmm. where I was living what I thought was a normal life, you know, family, raising a child, and um, had a pretty good job, enjoyed what I was doing, moving forward in my career, it, and just out of the clear blue, mm. it came. And one day I just, I, it felt like something was burning me yeah. from the inside. And that was the beginning of it. Um, the, within the next couple of weeks, I could not get up out of bed. Mm-hmm. I could not continue to work. My child had to grow up. Um, she was only 12 years old. Wow. But she had to start taking care of mom. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband had to, of course, continue to go to work. So it was limited what he could do to help. And... Uh, there comes the feelings of guilt. Yeah. You know, where uh, I'm not able to be the person that I'm supposed to be. Um, and trying everything to come up with a solution to, okay, how do I fix this? Because I'm a, I'm, I'm a person who, I have a big heart. I love helping people. Yeah. And it's like when someone comes to me um, with problems I feel obligated to try to fix it mm. but here I am struggling to fix my own problem Yeah, and it, it's, it's like I felt like everything I had been stripped of everything mm. finances physical spiritual mental emotional I ended up in um, the, I, we call it the stress hospital, okay. um, <laughs> several times as a result of going through this because I, it's, a, it's a vicious cycle of depression causes pain, pain causes depression. Yes. And my whole world was turned upside down. So it's, it's, it's been a, a journey that I know a lot of people go through with it. Mm-hmm. You know, they can relate to what I'm saying because um, although everybody's situation is not exactly the same, they're not identical, but there's something in there that we all share in common. And that's just what this sickness, this chronic illness does to us and takes away from us. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling like maybe you're less than (laughs) because one day you were able to do so much. And then the next day it's just all, all gone and you have to be dependent upon, upon others. I mean, mine was, um, I, you know, mine was more like, 
over several years, I had some type like fatigue type feelings and that was about it. But then I hit like, I think it was 24 and um, I ended up, I ended up in the hospital cause I thought I was having a heart attack, but I was the, the that, that burning pain um, with like almost a numbness um, was happening in my chest. So it was happening in the muscles and the joints and stuff in my chest causing me to feel like I was having a heart attack, but they called it something called chest wall pain. So everything that was happening around my, the rest of my body was happening in my chest. It was like, oh, okay. So um, I had gotten a diagnosis before, but that was really my, my like, oh wow, that this is actually happening. like I, I'm gonna have to figure out and make make some changes and figure out what's what my next steps are. So with that, with you having felt that that guilt and especially as it relates to finances and your family, um, has there been a turning point where um, your guilt is no longer at the level it was when you first started when you first started with your your illness? Yes, to a certain extent. Okay. Um, so it's been where, you know, I, I, where I often think of what if this would not have happened? Mm. And would the situation have been different um, had I not been plagued with this? And I could have been the mom, the wife, the sister, the friend, then how different things would have been. Yeah. But at the same time, I also, you know, realized that it's made me a better person it's you know like it's it's built up my faith mm-hmm. it's it's made me stronger because it's like if if you were able to make it through all of that then you're not as bad a person as your mind is telling you that you are right you know so um i'm not fully there <laughs> where i want to be mhm as far as those feelings of guilt, but I have come a lot farther than um, than I was in the past, gotcha. and uh, a lot has to do with um, like currently my outlook on on life and on things is kind of taking a little turn. Okay for the good yeah let's talk (laughs) about that what's happening okay so um becoming more aware of who i am now i i know this may sound a little strange but i'm almost 53 years old and somebody asked me a question the other day they said what are your strengths 
and I was I sat back and I was like okay I've never been asked that besides on the job interview yeah right <laughs> <laughs> so on the job interview I can roll off the top of my head I can tell you I'm a fast learner you know I'm a team player I'm saying all what people want to hear mm-hmm. right but at the same time I'm thinking so she doesn't want to hear that she wants to hear about me yes and I I couldn't answer her Hmm. I, I could not tell her what my strengths were because I I realized that I don't really know myself okay. I for so long fibromyalgia identified me hmm. instead of saying I have fibromyalgia I lived a life of I am fibromyalgia got you and so now that I'm taking time to find out about me. What what's my passion? What's my strengths? What's my goals? Aside from a chronic illness. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like a calmness, a peace yeah. because you know, I'm like, yes, you deserve to be happy. Yes. You deserve to be um, loved. Mm-hmm. You deserve to be, to, to take care of yourself. Yes. Thus, the self-care journey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And that has, that has helped me so much that is helping me rather so much to take time for myself to do things for me because because I'm me because I'm special because I'm unique I'm the only one that can be me (laughs) yes so um yeah, this it, it it's it's truly, and I don't want to get choked up. No, <laughs> something that um, like I said, it's something that people may not realize. Well, it took you this long to get to this point. Well, I'm not going to think about what, how long it took me. Mm-hmm. I'm just happy that I'm here. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's totally fine to get choked up here. (laughs) (laughs) If you need to, we're here. I mean, I think others will relate to your story in, in the fact that it's, it's an emotional one, um, to feel those feelings of, of guilt and then realize, oh man, I need to, I need to make some changes, um, to take care of myself and how, how sometimes you do feel kind of like almost regretful that you didn't start early earlier doing that but like you just said look maybe i didn't start earlier on it but i am doing it now and and that's what matters so i absolutely applaud you for that that's that's awesome 
Yeah. Yes. So what right now then, what does your self-care look like? Like, what do you, what do you do? What have you thought about what, um, what you were asked about your strengths? What are your, what are your strengths? Do you know? Yes. So I actually did, um, I think it's called strength finders. Okay. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, Mm -mm. but it's, it's, um, it's a program that usually is used by companies um, for leaders or employees, or but you can do it for yourself as well. Okay. And so I, I did. I took that, and it was so amazing the way you had to answer the questions, which one described you, you know, mm-hmm. more than the other. Huh. And... It was about 30 minutes that it took me to to do it. So it wow. it gets it gets kind of deep. <laughs> yeah. And, then, <laughs> and it was amazing to see the report because now it was put into words mm. and as far as who I am and who because it like my my number one strength was harmony. Okay. And I was like, okay. <laughs> At first I couldn't I couldn't get it, but then when they explained, yeah, you're a person who you don't like conflict. Mhm. And that's true. I hate to argue. I would not I, I I will do anything to keep peace. Yeah. And I also you know, want to help others to be at peace, mm-hmm. you know, in whatever way possible, whatever is in my power. I'll even not say something, even though it goes against what I may know if I'm having a conversation with someone. But if I if I think that going against what they're saying is going to cause some type of any little bit of friction, then I will shut it down. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, now I think you know how I feel about that. <laughs> yes. Whether it's the, the right time and the right place is a different story, but you know, you know where I stand on boundaries and standing up for your values. But <laughs> yes. Yes. yeah, um, but yeah, and, the right and time not and to place. say that that is not to say that that it's it's the best way to be mm-hmm. but it did help me to see that that is that's me that's you yeah yeah, yeah. and I, keeping peace is important it's absolutely right important um i mean you and i feel the same way about how to keep the peace also um and what harmony and, and unity really can mean for for humankind right yes so yeah um, and and it so it it's helped me to look at myself in a more positive way because I could easily tell you what my weaknesses are. Mm. Oh, those come to mind real fast. Of course, everybody. <laughs> yes. <laughs> unless you're really unless you're a really arrogant person. <laughs> Most people, yeah, will rattle yeah. off the list of weaknesses before strengths. Um, and some of the other things that it brought out, it brought out that I was. Um, my other strength was belief, and I, I understand 
and you can understand why that where that that shines through you yep. know because you know you have a set of values that that's just ingrained in you it's a part of you yeah and um being responsible um i think was another one which that one kind of surprised me a little bit oh because it, <laughs> uh it is actually something um well having a chronic illness you you're not you're not as dependable as you used to be mm. you, you know what i'm saying like you that's an you interesting way those... of putting it <laughs> <laughs> you know you have that that friend who says okay well we're gonna get together on such and such a day at such and such a time and mm. that day comes and yeah you can't Mm-mm. yeah no and that is a coming like you said setting those boundaries and mm-hmm. i think and, and i'm learning now that that's part of self-care as well yeah it, it absolutely is and like you don't want to think about think that you think it I don't think that the the way to think about it is saying that you're not dependable um, because it's not you who's not dependable. It's that your health is unpredictable. Ah. So it's like not that. you being undependable, you know, not dependable because you as a person are. Your friends can depend on you to do what you can for them what you can for them and with them but because your illness is unpredictable sometimes that is not within your power yeah that so that makes sense yeah i can see that so you are a dependable person (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah and my my sister actually told me today she said and you're also a I'm trying to think of the word that she used but the way that she she described she said you're a giver and you're just not and you're not just a a giver of just anything Hmm. she said you take time and you it's well thought out she said because uh, she's she always says my sister gives the best gifts. Aww. And it's true. And it doesn't have to be much, but I put some thought behind it. Yeah. You know, and because it, it's not what I want to give her, what I want her to have, but it's what she actually wants or something that she can. And yeah. so, you know, she was like, so let me help you with, you know, realizing that this is a strength you have too. Yeah. You know, don't don't down yourself all the time. So Aww. it's uh, I love that. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very sweet of her. And look, you from from you being dependable, she wants to be dependable for you also. She does, very much so. Yeah, yeah. That's that's really nice. So let's let's talk a little bit about your self care journey now. Um, you know, you said that you still have some feelings of guilt. You're still working through that. So how how have you gotten to where you are right now? So I actually um, started my therapy back up 
about a month or two ago. Okay. And man, I found like the best therapist. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> she, awesome. And and she's actually a self care. She's a promoter of self care. Nice. Um, and she she was the one that helped me to realize that it's not manies and petties. Yes. <laughs> that's not self-care. Right. <laughs> she said because, she said, that's not self-care, that's self-indulgence. Yeah. And it's two different things. And that made me start thinking about, well, I need to make some changes here. Mm-hmm. Because that that's what I thought. And I'm sure a lot of people think that too. Yes. Um, but she helped me to um, sit down and analyze what I could do, what self-care could mean for me. Mm-hmm. And when I realized that it doesn't have to be this big, huge, you know, go spend a day at the spa. And wow. No. It's, it, self-care can be as small as sitting down, doing breathing exercises for five minutes. Yes. But I took time for myself. So that's what this journey, you know, is is helping me so much because as the more I concentrate on doing good for myself, doing good to myself, those feelings of guilt just kind of start fading away. Oh. And they're not going to be completely gone. Until, right. you know, ever, well, not ever, but yes, <laughs> they're not going to be gone. But I think I'm going to wake up one day and realize that, oh, wow. Like, they're not as profound mm-hmm. as they were before. And I, that's huge for me. Yeah. Because, I, um, I'm a, I'm a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Therefore, I have feelings of guilt in a lot of areas in my life. Mm. You know, in a lot of relationships, and it does. And and there's even moments now where things are happen, and I find myself maybe reverting back to having those feelings like well maybe I should have maybe I shouldn't have said no to her you know like I mm, I feel bad because I you know I could have made arrangements and I could no (laughs) you know (laughs) you, you have to get to a point where you realize that it's it has to become about you because that that becomes um, that adds to the problem of the chronic illness. Yes, because it's not just physical; it's mental and emotional as well. Mm-hmm. Those effects, and and it affects you in so many ways until it just becomes overwhelming. Right, and so that's. But that's that's my that's my goal. That's my my prayer that these feelings of guilt will just I'm gonna wake up one day and say, you know what? 
I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wish I could tell you that that happens. <laughs> uh, because I've been working on this for a long time. Um, every once in a while, they still do come back up. But because you already are showing that you have the understanding that you have the power to talk yourself down, you're going to be just fine. It's going to absolutely level out for you um, because you can have this con that conversation with yourself and say, oh, I feel bad about this, but no, I'm doing what's best for me or what I did was, what was best for me is top notch because being able to have that conversation with yourself is what's important instead of rationalizing away that no I really needed to have done this for so and so when you really didn't need to um, or it was against a value or something like that you are doing very well you're doing very well and the fact that um, you know, one of the things that you said was that you're doing self-care, the self-care is kind of drowning that out. And what's happening is because you are replacing those negative thoughts with positive activity. So you can't just try to drown out the negative with nothing, <laughs> you know, but by replacing and putting in the self-care and really taking care of you as a person, that's allowing you to be stronger in your beliefs that you are important. So you're doing great. You're doing great. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And I love, I love that that boundaries, boundary setting, and realizing that you're um, defending your boundaries is a part of self care is beautiful. Um, but what other things do you do you like to do for? for your self-care um, outside of making sure that you're not pleasing people too much? Um, so, of course, what has helped, you have helped a lot. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I, I have my, and I usually have it right here, but my oh. worksheet, my 5, 15, 30, that's yep. what I call it. Nice. You know, everybody uh, who I, when I talked to my therapist, I was like, yeah, I'm doing 5, 15, 30. She's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I actually do um, journaling. Mm -hmm. I started journaling and it's not just, and, and it's, it's not just writing in a book. Like I'm actually, I have, um. I, I'm trying out this uh, Silk and Sonder oh, journal. I haven't heard of that. Yeah, it's actually an app. Okay. And it's a it's a subscription where you can get um, a monthly journal, and it it requires self reflection. All right. To to be able to fill out the journal, you know, it's it's more than just expressing yourself what you're feeling that day. It's it's more than just a diary. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, so um, that that's huge for yeah. me because this is something that um, that you're taught as that's a, a coping skill to mm -hmm. be able to journal and um, 
and it's, it's it actually is along the lines of a CBT. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cognitive so, behavioral therapy. Yes. Yes. And um, so I'm doing that. Um, I'm back reading again. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I read my read my five pages a day. Awesome. Um, I am intentional about my um, with my um, there goes the brain fog. You're um, fine. <laughs> With my exercise, my walking, yeah, um, I'm intentional about. Um, I did my playlist. Yay! My, yes, my thirty minutes, and so, and actually, um, finding something motivational to listen to every day that's been huge. Like when I'm walking, mm-hmm. I I'm listening to it, and you know I'm getting pumped up so I find myself walking a little fast and then I gotta slow it down you know so all right (laughs) (laughs) but um those are some of the other things that I'm I'm doing you know and it's um I haven't gotten I haven't mastered the affirmation okay um that's that's kind of new to me Mm -hmm. so I am working on that um but and of course my essential oils and yes. diffusing my oils like this that's a go-to that that's part of it absolutely well. yeah i was i was talking to somebody earlier and i have a little uh diffusers here oh awesome yeah is that the inhaler yeah yes not diffuser the... yep inhalers yep because we have a dog so i can't diffuse um openly Ah. Yeah, with her. Um, we can diffuse in the room with the door closed at night because it'll have mostly dissipated. Um, mm-hmm. So we do mostly diffusion, like sleep, rest oils. Okay. Um, okay. But then for, you know, inflammation or focus or um, anxiety even, we have the inhalers so that we can still get the same kind of stuff okay yeah yeah because we i was you know talking to my sister about it she's like make sure that you're not diffusing in the room with blondie (laughs) (laughs) and you know there are some things that you can do with with them that's what i was thinking like that there are some yeah i know but i i don't think i have the energy to sit down and figure that out (laughs) Uh, <laughs> so we just keep the inhalers and use the inhalers and do the ones in in the room at night and everybody's happy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> everybody's happy. Yeah, cuz you know, sometimes I that's one of the things that um I've been telling people too about about self-care is that it doesn't look the same for everybody, right? And right. It, and it can mean doing things for yourself, but it can also mean um thinking of ways that will ease your mental load so that was what like like i think you saw maybe the other day um we took the train to the doctor's appointment so we didn't have to deal with traffic right um then that's another thing that we do we just don't try to figure out (laughs) what we can do for the dog as far as the oils are concerned because we have a workaround (laughs) there's no reason to put 
mental and physical energy into that if we're already good you know yeah and and i think that's something that i um um in your questionnaire yes i think i put that in there it's something about energy because that came to mind like yeah um doing what you can to maintain your energy um yes because we we don't get many days where the energy is like off the chain yeah <laughs> so rare come yeah. on <laughs> yes <laughs> it happens and, but yeah and that's that's and that's why i put that there too about yeah. um knowing your limitations like you don't have to match the next person's energy correct yeah you have limitations so you work around that so yeah. that's that's cool that i need to remember that that's part of self-care yep yep it's like uh we run the dishwasher every night no matter how many dishes there are or are not <laughs> okay clean kitchen every day <laughs> like have, i understand you, you know that's a mental thing <laughs> yes yeah yes so um, I did have you ask me a question or questions. So one of them was, how do you keep your self-care routine something that you want to continue doing? Do you change it up periodically? So the answer to the, the second question is yes, I change things periodically. Um, actually, my self-care is different every day. I, I don't have a set routine for when I take my breaks, when I stop, um, I just know that there, there has to, there's a moment when I'm sitting here and I say, okay, I could do one more thing. I have the energy to do one more thing, but I'm not. And I stop and go do something for five or 10 minutes and then come back. So... Okay. I kind of, you know, it, it's been a been a minute, but for me to have been doing this, um, to know that it's like there's time, there's there's energy there, but you want to stop when you're like halfway rather than all the way depleted. Um, to you don't want to give all of your energy out before you replace some of it. Mm. Um, so that's why it doesn't look the same for me every day okay um as far as a routine um maybe i do the same things every day mostly because i do read the five pages a day um just like you do and i also am reading other books so i do read um sometimes i do things that take longer like today i actually did a whole manicure on myself um before i started work <laughs> because i was i was tired from the previous two days so i needed something right longer to do so just knowing and checking in with where i'm at um mentally and emotionally um as well as physically because physically you can kind of tell okay here that's where i'm at but checking in right. mentally and emotionally will allow me to do that now if i feel like i'm like i feel some type of way for lack of a better phrase um then i will journal because i'm not a big journaler i do write um, but I have that my journaling process that I'll use if I feel like I'm just irritated <laughs> okay. to get me to flip from negative to to positive. Okay. Um, 
But um, your other question was, how do you deal with guilty feelings when you don't get uh, all of your routine in? So that is because I don't really have a set routine. I don't really feel guilty about it. Um, I just know what when I need to slow down, when I need to stop, and when I can pick it back up. Um, just regular check-ins with myself. Um, I am like an absolute planner. Like I love to write down a whole long list of things that I need to do for the day. Um, not that they always happen, but I do periodically check in with where I'm at on the list. And that will also show me where I need to take a break when I need to take a break. And if I need to just move some stuff to the next day, because nine times out of 10, it's not a fire. (laughs) I can move stuff to the next day. You could probably move stuff to the next day. So not feeling like you need to be in a set self-care routine because of unpredictable energy and, um, and health will help you not to feel guilty about it. Good point. Good point. I, um, I guess because this is a new thing for me Mm -hmm. and it helps for me to to actually have that routine yeah and then maybe once it you know as time passes and I'm able to get to the point where I can finagle my (laughs) yeah um what I'm doing throughout the day based on how I'm feeling Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, um, too, maybe something that you could do is um, take what you're doing now and pull out the, the things that you would do if you on your bare amount of energy. Okay. So if you need to be in bed most of the day and you can't do that whole routine, what are the two or three things out of that off that list that you can do ah okay that way you're like okay i still have done them i've still done something but i just didn't have the energy to do the whole thing okay does that make sense yes it does it does yeah that way you're still like i accomplished it (laughs) Right, because you still need to and, feel like you have a sense of accomplishment, right? right. Um, that that feels so good. Yeah, <laughs> so just taking that and being like, okay, I accomplished the bare minimum, and I feel yes. good about that. Yes. Yeah, that should help. Okay. Yeah. So, is there anything else that you would like to share with the audience? I, I loved that you said know your limitations. That's that's the first thing you said on the on your last yes. list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, know your limitations and just embrace the journey that you're on. Mm-hmm. Because um, it's it's like until you experience it, you you don't can't imagine what I'm talking about but once you once you get to that point and because I one of my favorite scriptures is about the peace um, that excels all human understanding yes 
So they don't understand how peaceful this can be. A person doesn't understand it until they actually experience it themselves. Mm -hmm. And you owe it to you to do this. Yeah. Um, don't don't let this illness define who you are. Um, mm -hmm. It's taken enough away from you to for you to just give up and give in and say, okay, you win. Yeah. So, um, but I, I really appreciate, I'm so happy that I met you. <laughs> I'm <laughs> uh, happy too. Because this is, yeah, this is, even, even doing this, you know, doing the interview, because I had no earthly idea what I was going to say and how was I going to say anything without sounding like a bumbling idiot because that's the way in my mind that's what I hear no. sometimes right but I'm getting past that and realizing that yeah that that there's something special in you there's something special about you yes. and people need to hear your story mm -hmm. so and it's going to come out okay. You, you'll be all right. Yes. <laughs> you start speaking from your heart. So. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is a beautiful interview. You're, it's going to help so many people. So thank you. Thank you for agreeing to come and tell your story. Other people need to hear it so they can yes. know that they're not, they're not alone and, and that they can get to the point where they understand that they deserve to take care of themselves first. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you so much for you. telling your story. And so everyone that's listening, Miss Sean Every, she is doing what she wants to do so that she can do what she needs to do better. a lot on the podcast about mental health and being sure to take the time you need to make it a priority. So if you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed beyond the advice given here, today's sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you in a private, online environment at your convenience. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's network of 20,000 plus therapists that give you access to help that may not be available in your area. You just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Then you schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages. Everything you share is completely confidential, and if needed, you can request a new therapist at no additional charge any time. 
join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash calming. That's BetterHelp.com slash C-A-L-M-I-N-G. Audio Podcast Network.